When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Browns cast, uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. I'm your host, uh, Joe Gilbert. I'm with Taylor Jezrezak. Taylor, how are we doing? Pretty good. How have you been? Pretty good. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird. We're here to obviously preview the uh, NFL draft, but um, in the last two years, it's getting kind of kind of anticlimactic. Uh, kind of for the Browns, at least. So. Yeah, we don't really have a whole lot to talk about until like 2025. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so two more drafts left <laughs> um yeah. i think they do have some more picks next year i think i think they get their seconds they, and their they do have a second back yeah yeah so but it's going to be interesting um it's got a lot harder kind of project uh we were talking before this uh podcast so kind of project who's going to be there but um you can kind of make educated guess based on people uh at experts uh kind of um, projections of the of the guys but once again anything can happen so we'll see <laughs> it's going to be a fun one <laughs> um, but before we get to uh, everything uh, about the draft and the Browns um, let's, uh, this is brought to you by our, our friends at Underdog Fantasy for first time depositors enter in the code WFMI at checkout and Underdog will match up to $100 uh, on your first deposit Underdog has a, uh, is a great platform if you're tired of the DFS system. Uh, there are tons of game types and drafts every night of the week for every sport. Don't forget to use WFMI at checkout to get your first deposit matched up to $100. That is Underdog Fantasy. Um, okay, so before we get to the draft, uh, there's last time we talked was the Elijah Moore trade a couple days after that, so... Um, let's, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Um, so let's, uh, kind of go over, there's been a little bit of news and notes from the Browns over that, uh, over that time frame. So, uh, the first one, probably the biggest one in terms of signing was, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, the Browns signed him for a one year contract. I believe it was uh, 1.7 million. So, uh, what's your, what's your thoughts on Marquise Goodwin? What, what do you think he kind of provides to this offense and, uh, do you have any expectations? I think he just – I don't think there's a whole lot of expectation. I think they'll use him for his speed, obviously his best attribute. And, you know, we talked a lot about needing some speed on the offense uh, coming out of last season. And with him and um, Elijah Moore and I think I think they brought in – there was one other guy, right? I, I might – I'm like losing it at this point. Uh, and then they'll get they'll get the uh, the kick returner back that they lost yes. in training yes. camp last year, so they're going to have a lot more speed on offense this year. There will be options, yeah. So it, it'll be it'll be nice to kind of have that. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, I, I like it because it kind of this is he's basically what they hoped Anthony Schwartz would be. Yeah, he was he was supposed to be their speed guy, kind of their vertical threat, and um, Marquise Gooden has actually showed in the NFL that he can actually be that. So yeah, uh, I like it. Um, it's a skill set they didn't have on the roster at at this given point. So um, I, I like that they did that. Um, so it, it really makes the receiving core kind of. It's one of the more diverse ones they've had in a while. Um, I'll bring yeah. up the team they've what we got in there right now um, as I bring it up. Um, but uh, so we have obviously um, Amari Cooper as the number one, um, and then Elijah Moore is your number two, um, along with uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, that's a good top three, I in in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> uh, it's it's much better than what they had. They're gonna have right. some depth. Um, when when you bring in guys like Marquise Goodwin, you're not expecting them to have a significant role. I think over the course of the season, if he makes ten to twenty impact plays, that's what you're paying him a million dollars for. Because mm-hmm. ten to twenty impact plays from a wide receiver probably wins you it 
at least a game. Mm-hmm. And it could be one deep ball. It could be a slant route that he takes for 40 yards. Like he could have a game with one catch for 43 yards, but it's a deep ball on third and 15. Right. Like those are the impact. Those are the kind of things that you bring a guy like him in for. And he doesn't need to do a lot. He just needs to excel in his role. Yep. Yep. And I, I just love how, yeah, as I said earlier, I just love like kind of the diversity of the of the group. You got obviously Amari Cooper, your number one, but then you got uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, a big, bigger receiver, good hands, but not a speed guy. But then you have Elijah Moore, who's kind of your your shifty guy in the slot and outside that can kind of make people miss and make plays after the catch. And, and young you Amari Cooper, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you have Marquise Goodman, who's the vertical threat, and and you have you, people for keep forgetting that David Bell is on this team, um, second year guy. Um, he's sort of a possession guy, a little small slot possession guy. And then, and then Jakeem Grant is here also to be the kind of a gadget guy. So uh, I really love how the the Browns kind of remade this kind of offense here, and and they didn't really have to make that many big trades. They made one big trade and. Uh, made a, a nice little signing, uh, ancillary signing, but um, it's it going into this season is it just seems like a, a much better room and makes more sense. Uh, uh, this the receiver room going forward. Yeah, they they made they made moves that make the offense something more akin to what Deshaun Watson had in Houston. Exa- yeah, right. With better, I mean, well, no, I'm not saying with better receivers because. Hopkins, like, Pete Hopkins was one of the best receivers ever. Top three, so. yeah, right. Yeah, so like we don't have any of those guys laying around. I mean, we could. Yeah. Who knows? He could yeah. sign the vet men tomorrow, <laughs> and we'll be right back here tomorrow. <laughs> but um, they they have they have talent all over the place. They're going to be hard for defenses to defend. Mm. Um, what's even better is that they're harder for defenses to defend in our division because the Bengals just lost most of their secondary. The Ravens seem to have a malcontent in Mal- Malcolm or in Marlon Humphreys mm-hmm. <laughs> for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that was very odd. <laughs> and, and, very the Steelers, odd. and the Steelers, the Steelers lost one of their safeties too. I think. Yeah, uh, they lost their Cam Sutton. Well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, their slot corner. Yeah. Yeah, they they lost they lost some pieces, and Minka Fitzpatrick yeah. isn't getting any younger, right? So, it they're they're in a better place than they were last year. They have to stay healthy through training camp. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and who knows? They uh, they could definitely add one in the draft. Um, get a get a bit more younger. Um, I, it's already kind of young. Besides Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, yeah. but and Amari Cooper is not even really that old. What is he like? 28, 29? Yeah, that was that was the crazy thing when we when we uh, traded for him what last last off season. I looked at his age. I'm like, he's like twenty eight. What? Are, he's not even thirty yet. Yeah, um, yeah. He's uh, his contract he's was just stupid for the Cowboys to hold on to. Which right, you know, no, not stupid for us though. <laughs> no, no, we had money. We had money to spend on it. Like we yeah. could we could afford it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's the receiving core. Um, they also resigned Michael Dunn. Um, he is uh, kind of your swing interior guy, uh, offensive lineman. Uh, they signed him to a one year, uh, I think, like a million dollars or something like that. Um, any thoughts on Michael Dunn getting in? Um, it's a good depth. Like yeah. Obviously, not going to make any headlines. It's just you, you don't want to lose guys that you trust, and especially in backup roles. We have a guard that tends to miss a game or two a season. We have a tackle that tends to miss a game or two a season. Not that I want to put Michael on a tackle. Right. I, think, I think we tried that once already. Um, but it, it's someone that obviously Bill Callahan likes and – it's just worth keeping him around. Like the, obviously I think they, it seems like they let him test the market to see what he would get elsewhere. Just like they did with Posick. Mm-hmm. And 
the the money wasn't there, so they just came back to the Browns. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he's a valuable guy. I think he was hurt last year, so he kind of didn't really produce as much. But the year before, he was really good um, in his spot starts and spot playing time. So I, I like him coming back. Um, I think he can play. I think he can. He's not a when he when you put him in the lineup, he's not he's not a detriment to your team. So that's good. No, when he's out there, you don't notice him, which is what you want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think, yeah, and he, he plays, uh, I think he plays both guards and he, he could play center. I think he's played yeah, center. I think yeah. he played center too. So I mean, everyone played ball. center last year. I might've played center last year. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a good death signing. Um, uh, the Browns have been pretty good at yeah, adding depth this, uh, off season. So yeah. uh, this is another good one, I think. The offensive line has – they have two guys that whether Posick is going to start or if Harris is going to start, we don't know yet. Harris had the job beginning of last year and blew his knee out on the first play of the preseason. Uh, Posick earned the job, so we'll see how that goes in camp. But either way, you're going to have two guys who can fill in at any spot in the middle of the line, which is always great. Now – they don't seem – there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about Hudson in the last little while, so they might I, – I could see them trying to take another developmental swing tackle in the draft at some point. I don't mm. think it's a – it's a uh, like a dire need, but, you know, if there's a guy that you like in the third round that you think you can coach up, like – who knows where Conklin and Wills are going to be in the next couple of years? Because right. I don't. It doesn't feel like they're going to give Wills a bag. And Conklin, against all odds, Conklin has been <laughs> an extension. So. Still, still coming back. <laughs> like I don't mind him being there. I think yeah. that was just one of the more shocking extensions I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not because he's bad. He's just old. Right. Yeah. And especially like last season, he just. He, he never he never got over his injury. Like he tried to play through it, and he just wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. So not really so, his fault, but like, what it just is what it is. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, um, the last bit of news before we get to the draft, um, we'll talk about kind of the Greg Newsom trade request that got debunked. Almost what that that whole saga yeah, lasted like forty five minutes. <laughs> right, it was very odd. Um, it got reported out, um, and then um, immediately Greg, refuted. Yeah, Greg, uh, Greg himself actually refuted it, and then and then there was also sources, uh, other other yeah. um, sources yeah. that came out. So um, it, it wasn't a really, I I wasn't really surprised when the, actually the first rumor came out. No, I mean um, the last two. The last two Browns that have hired Rosen, the last two Browns that have hired Rosenhaus have immediately right. requested a trade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. God, and Joku did it. And Joku and and Kareem Hunt did it. Yeah. Like, th- there's a trend here. You yeah. hire Rosenhaus if you want out. Unfortunately for Rosenhaus, every time he goes to An- Andrew Barry and asks for a trade. Andrew Barry goes. Wrong <laughs> number. Ah, fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but it was I, also we also heard kind of rumors his frustration with his role last year. Um, he yeah. did not like playing inside. Well, um, we fired the guy that wanted him to play inside. Right. So, yeah. But the, the thing is, he still might play inside. Yeah, I wonder. That's why I'm Emer- wondering. Like, you can't play Emerson on the inside no. unless you play him on a tight end. That's why I'm wondering if we'll see more, maybe, um, kind of split between Denzel and the. Like, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, because yeah, Martin Martin is strictly an outside outside corner. Um, there's no. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would be interest? What's interesting is that like we could end up in a situation where um, they, a lot of the defense, I don't know Jim Schwartz's tendencies. You could end up in a situation where a lot of these guys just shadow, shadow receivers. Um, 
Right. Yeah. Follow. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Which could and, see Denzel in the in the slot more. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Emerson could also they could also kind of spell each other. Mm. But in the end, like if you're in a nickel pa- if you're in a nickel dime package, you're going to want your best players on the field. So like. Mm if part of your responsibilities are to play inside sometimes because you're the best person for the job, you're just going to have to do it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. um, Denzel could do it. Newsom could do it. Like, I don't, I don't know who else we're going to throw out there to do it. Um, but you know, you have three corners that you trust right now. Mm. So it's nice it's nice to have all those things although i don't i can't imagine that greg newsom is going to he's probably going to be a guy that ultimately ends up becoming a cap casualty of this roster in a few years yeah unless I, denzel ward is traded right that's the it's going to be one of those two like we don't know yeah because emerson be right now is cheap but his contract also isn't as long cuz he was a third rounder so yeah, I don't know. They they have a lot of roster gymnastics to do. Yeah, uh, uh, there's been there the, so far there has been no reason to distrust what Andrew Barry is doing in terms yeah. of roster <laughs> roster especially, moves. Yeah, in terms of cap cap, especially he's been yeah just masterful at it. Um, yeah, and they've never had a, they never really had an issue. So getting far. getting players to agree to, pre, to extremely team friendly long term extensions. Yeah. Except yeah. for Deshaun Watson, that wasn't. I mean, obviously, that That's, contract is an outlier in the in the game yeah. of pl- manipulating the cap. But if you look <laughs> at like guys like Nick Chubb and restructuring Batonio and extending Conklin and extending Njoku and extending um, Miles Garrett, all, like those are all big money contracts that are not super killer on their cap. They're yeah. they're not hurting the team that badly. They're not inflexible. Right. There's flexibility built into all of these contracts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's uh, he's <laughs> probably the best in the league in kind of structuring these things. Um, I'm assuming most a lot of teams are going to start kind of copying that situation because most teams are copycats in this league. So yeah, we'll see. the, but, the um, Ram the Rams and Saints are probably trying to do do some. Right. Yeah, the Saints. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Saints have been in cap hell for like a decade. Eventually it's gonna come due. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Eventually Um, they're just gonna have to bottom out. Like you can't you can't keep you can't keep cutting off your own leg every year to do this. (laughs) You would have thought like over the last couple of years they would because they didn't have a quarterback, but now they, they got car here, so it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna funny. be so much better. <laughs> right. Yay. All right. All right. That's I funny. mean, I'll be fair. To be fair, he's probably a better option than Jameis Winston. Yes. That's not a high bar. No, that no. is true. That's that's clearing league average. Like, but the the funny thing is, like in the NFC, that could no, be okay. the the NFC South is the Wild West. Like <laughs> right. all of those teams suck, but all of them could win the division. Except like, for maybe even, the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are even win. even beyond their their division. Like <laughs> you got San Francisco, but who the hell is their quarterback? Um, <laughs> I guess yeah. the Seahawks are going with Geno. <laughs> right, like we we the don't Cardinals really... are in disarray. The the Rams don't even know where their own face is. Rams like, pretty much blew it up almost. Like it's crazy. The NFC East is like a a mess in a good way. Right. Basically, yeah. It's basically the Eagles, 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 and then like if they screw up, someone else could win. Like, yeah, the Lions are probably. Although the Eagles might take a step back this year, they lost a lot. They did. Like this was at the very end of their cap leash. Like they're starting yeah. to pay for it now. Right. The Lions could very well win the North, which is. A sentence that exists in the year 2023. I know. Yeah. Especially after what happened today. Yeah. That that division has opened up. Yeah. Because I don't trust the Vikings. And no. Kirk Cousins, you can never trust the Kirk Cousins team. And I still don't know where the Bears are. So Bears, yeah. Yeah. That is, is, I wish we could like uh, change leagues for 
<laughs> Can we change conferences here? Can yeah. I put the Lions in the NFC AFC North? <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, that's uh, uh, that's the news kind of over the last couple uh, weeks uh, since we last joined you. So let's get uh, let's get to kind of what's what's going to happen in uh, over the weekend here. Uh, the Browns uh, do not have we'll a pick eventually. Yes, they will pick eventually, um, which Clear. is funny. <laughs> Keep your plans for Thursday night. You don't need to watch. Right. We were Bryce Young is going one overall. After that, no one cares. Right. <laughs> like, we were also talking before the pod, like, we, we don't have first and second round pick, but we have eight picks still. <laughs> like, yeah. we have two threes, two fours, two fives, and a six and a seven. So, Browns will be busy um, still. Um, it just won't be busy on day one. <laughs> Yeah, um, and uh, the early parts of day two, and, they, but, um, and, and it's not even like past years where they haven't had a one. Where like, hey, they might have the ammo to trade back into the one if yeah. there's a guy that falls later. Right. Like, like last year, like last year, we we were kind of like, oh, maybe they'll trade back into the into the last uh, in the end of the first round. No, not this year. We have no. nothing to do. We have no, nothing there, to do. <laughs> there's there's no ammo for it. Like, yeah, not even next year either. We like, we're the like, cup hath run dry. <laughs> like so you can you can rest assured <laughs> unless there's a trade in terms of a player for next year or something like that you can you can rest assured you don't have to watch the first round and and kind of be uh waiting for the browns to do anything because they probably will not be the the um, thing that i will say that like there's obviously the people out there that hate the fact that we don't have a draft pick in the first two rounds mm-hmm. I would much rather be not having draft picks where we are right now, where we still have a chance to compete with a a good roster than not have any picks and suck and be the Rams. Uh, Yes. Yes. They don't have any picks. I don't think they have any picks until like two years from now. Yeah, I think they have four or something. Their pick this year is – their first-round pick this year is going to Detroit. Yes who doesn't need it. <laughs> like if you're in the NFC and Detroit is getting a first round pick, you don't, you don't want it to be in the top 10 because they're pretty close. So, yeah, yeah but they're, they're also one of those teams that, Hey, they, they did it to win a Super Bowl, So you can't really, yeah, you, you want the Browns, the, you won the trophy and now, now you're yeah. destined to suck for a few years. Right. That's what the Browns are. Browser uh, kind of did let the trade with Deshaun, so um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But um, okay, getting to the draft. Um. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They have two thirds, two fourths, two fifths, and a six and a seven. Um, they start at 74 and then 98 in the third round. Um, so um, before we kind of get to the prospects and what could happen there, uh, let's let's kind of look at the roster here and kind of rank our, the top five needs heading into the draft. Um, it's, <laughs> I was going through it and man, it is hard now to find really, really like really big needs. There's, yeah. I think there's two. It's, it's like, still the middle of the defense for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you still need defensive linemen. You still need to, def- you still probably are going to dra- need a linebacker. This, this regime might not draft a linebacker, but you need, probably need a body at least mm-hmm. um you probably need a safety they seem to be mocked a lot of running backs right now because yeah. they didn't they didn't pick up any in free agency but you still have Jerome ford who no one's really seen a whole lot of so they don't know mm-hmm. the, no one really knows what they have in him yeah the so browns your, obviously know yeah what's your what would be your number one need mine's probably. interior defensive line yeah, mine's probably there too. Yeah, it's just they 
they have one, you know, good starter. You know he's gonna he's gonna produce in Delvin Tomlinson, and then you have a bunch of other guys that are intriguing, but like, like <laughs> you, you have some know. dudes, <laughs> right? Like it's a much better situation heading into this draft than last year, where they no, had... it shouldn't be the worst interior defensive line room to ever yes. grace an NFL field. But... <laughs> exactly, because you have a guy that's really good. Um, and then you have you have some two nice two kind of I don't know how would you call it a sort of gambling not like not maybe like kind of lottery tickets they signed this off season um, in terms of uh, what's his name My, I don't even remember all the guys oh, anymore uh, yeah it's uh, Maurice Hurst and uh, Hill um, they yeah. signed both of those two. They both have some questions, but they both have talent. So um, who knows there? But still, you you kind of you want to have a little bit more certainty. So I think interior defense line is definitely number one. Um, yeah, and you agree with that, I would assume. So yeah, um, I, I do. Yeah, number two is as uh, I think we'll probably agree with this is edge rusher. Is is that your number two? Um, I think there, there's probably a tie between linebacker depth and edge rusher depth it would really at that point you're picking based on what what's available like when you get down near 100 like if there's a guy you like that's an edge rusher you'll pick him if there's a guy you like that's a linebacker you pick him uh you might reach for an edge rusher over a linebacker if this you're you're this regime just because they value those edge rushers more than they'll value a linebacker but yeah i i just think that that's kind of where you're at yeah yeah, there. It's interesting. The interior defense line, is, I think, is missing a starter. But other than that, I don't think there's any other position that's missing a starter. Like you can, you can definitely upgrade it. I think, but there's not like, oh god, there's like a hole. Here. No, you're like, not. Well, and when you get down below seventy something, you're hopefully not drafting for starters anyway. Right. That's true. Right. Too. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you're relying on third round picks to be starters, you're probably not starting in a good place. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> but <laughs> rookie third um, round picks. Yes. To be fair, um, like there are third. Obviously, there are third round picks that are good. Yeah, but, <laughs> we had one last year. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's a, just a matter of finding depth pieces because that's yeah. when when you're at this the point you are in a in building towards a Super Bowl run you're not necessarily drafting guys in the middle rounds to start for you. You're drafting to back up and develop and have depth. Right. And that's where, go ahead. Because you don't want to be stuck like we were last year where you have zero depth at defensive line and your players suck and now you can't do anything. So you just give up 200 yards a game on the ground. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and that's where it's kind of it's kind of um, the with the lack of first and second round pick. It, it's it's obviously it's you would ideally want those picks, but if if you had to pick a year, this would be a year that you would you would choose to not have like not choose, but you would if you had to. This would be a year because they're, you're not really looking for starter level guy. Or well, you would obviously want starter, but you don't have to. And you're looking more towards death. And um, so this is definitely the year that it kind of worked out a little bit. Um, so because I, that's why I'm saying edge here. Um, we have, uh, we have obviously Miles Garrett, uh, best editor in the league. And then we, uh, we uh, signed. Oh, Conqueror. Yep. Oh, I'm going to call him Oboe because that's his nickname. <laughs> uh, that's just, I'm going to go with, um, and you got Alex Wright, and then beyond that, it's uh, not much. Um, yeah, so, you'd like to have one more. Yeah, definitely. And I could definitely see this could be a position where they sign a veteran, uh, just like a maybe a, a situational pass rusher. Um, yeah, it, it definitely. I I think I he sort of um, Andrew Berry kind of sort of talked about it during the press conference that he wanted to sign another edge rusher and. It really sounds like he's going to kind of be aggressive after the after the draft too to maybe kind of fill in needs that uh, weren't addressed. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I think Ed Rusher will definitely be one of those. 
Um, so you have linebacker two. Um, I have linebackers four, so I'll stay there. But number three, I have offensive tackle. Yeah, um, I can agree with that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's obviously you have your starters, but those starters have not played a full season in quite a while. Yeah, and uh, you, also, has never... you also don't like it. Yes, you picked up the fifth year option on on Wills, but like, yeah, you're not fully bought into extending him at this point. So. Yeah. And, and if you're at that point, then you're looking for players. So, yeah. So, um, and then the, the only backup really is is James Hudson, and I, it sort of was telling to me that they re-signed or extended um, extended Jake, uh, Jack Conklin, um, kind of saying that James Hudson is not nowhere near um, ready Starter to hit level. the field. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of interesting to see. So I think that's why offense tackle is uh, is a position they could definitely hit here. Um, um, definitely, it's it's not the strongest draft for offense tackle, but um, they don't need one to start right away. So it's kind of a position where you can get a toolsy guy that um, the best offensive <laughs> offensive line coach in the league can kind of mold. So yeah, um, so there's that. Um, and as you said, uh, linebacker is four for me, and you had it two. What would be your uh, three four? I think I would have edge rusher at three, and then okay. offense tackle at four. Okay, yeah. So our top four are just in different orders, but um, yeah, number five was kind of hard for me. I could go either. I could go a lot of different uh, avenues, but I'm going to go running back. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there too, just because a lot of the mocks I looked at, it seems like that's kind of what's gonna be available to them at that point. Yeah, I um, was like thinking, I was thinking receiver, but then I was like looking at the like they're pretty good at receiver, and then I looked at safety, and I'm thinking I, I don't think um, we're not in the same defense anymore that kind of has three safeties. Um, so I don't think we need a like a third safety like last year. No, and so, on, honestly, be, you could probably play Emerson at a box as a box safety too. If you yeah. really wanted, like if you True. really wanted to do it, you could do it. True. Yeah, Just have and him they, cover a tight end. Yeah, and they and they did have like Anthony Bell played well in the uh, preseason, so maybe there he can be kind of their developmental guy. But um, that's why I, I went running back because it's it's Nick Chubb and then Jerome Ford and then that's it. Like yeah, you, got, you, don't have you got John Kelly, but like. He's been on the, he's been on the team what three three years now and not sniffed the field so yeah um I, I that's why I'm gonna go running back here you're, yeah you're going with running back too yeah I agree it just because you're probably not gonna take one in the second round um you took one in what the fourth round last year fourth or fifth I don't remember what yeah. Ford was yeah but like you're not counting you're not thinking Chubb is gonna completely fall off a cliff in the next couple of years. Right. He didn't last year. I mean yeah. he was still vying for the rushing title until defenses started to slow him down in the back half of the season. Yeah. Like it, it's it's a matter of just creating depth because you know, Chubb has been fairly durable, but you know, as they get older, running backs tend to get a little more injury prone. Not saying that he will, but you got to be prepared for it. And right. having depth for that, and having a guy that's you want what you wanted out of Demetric Felton, who is still on the team and in the, in the running back room. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at that. I was like, oh yeah, he's still here. <laughs> he, oh yeah, he exists. Um, I still, re- I still remember that one play. He got that touchdown. <laughs> he did the one thing that one time. Um, <laughs> But it's yeah. you, you. You could use a running back like what you wanted out of Kareem Hunt last year. Yeah. What you got out of him two years ago. Maybe not as physical. Like you just want a pass catching kind of Alvin Kamara at home kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So because Nick Chubb, for all of his greatness, still not a great pass catcher. Still not a great no. pass blocker. Yeah. <laughs> I think we saw that late in the year last year. Yeah, he uh, struggled there. 
Um, yeah, I don't understand how how Nick Chubb cannot pass block. Like, I understand that it's a different skill set, and some guys just don't grasp it. But like, he's such a big dude. <laughs> so, I know you you watch these bench uh, him benching all the time, and you're like, what? Are, he can't he can't pass block. <laughs> he can't yeah. just stand in front of the guy, but. Um, yeah, it's a it's an art form. It's a, it's a you some people just have it and some people don't. So um, yeah, so those are the top five uh, needs that we think uh, we're all kind of in agreement. Just kind of different order here. Um, so we kind of uh, discussed kind of just obviously this is extremely hard, and none of these players could be available during. The- <laughs> they all could be available, or none of them could be available. Oh, right. Um, so I've been over the past couple of days. I've been uh, kind of going through some of the guys that could be there. Um, so in terms of in uh, the top five, top three needs, uh, we're going to discuss some of the guys that could be there um, for the Browns. So uh, the probably the top guy I would say for interior defensive line that I would love to get is uh, Moro Ojamu. Um, Ojamu. Uh, he's from Texas. You just want to have all the syllables on the defensive line. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's another African descent uh, uh, defensive lineman, so that would be fun. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a – I really love explosive defensive lineman. He's, he fits that mold. Um, he he had a, he has a, another talented uh, teammate, so <laughs> either of the Texas guys could be up for the, up for the picks here. Um, yeah. According to Dane Brugler, um, he's in the fourth or fifth round range, so um, could definitely be a, a Browns pick here. Um, he's an athletic guy, so it fits it fits the mold that they look for uh, in their uh, draft prospects. Um, and he's uh, relatively young, uh, I believe, um, but with all that experience. So um, I think he's uh, he's probably my top favorite guy. I would. I would love to get uh, for interior defense line. Just a couple other ones are Zach Pickens of South Carolina, Kobe Turner of Wake Forest, and then uh, Kobe Wooden of uh, Auburn is the uh, other few guys for interior defense line. It's not the deepest group. Um, we'll talk about offensive line or offensive tackle in a second. Um, but uh, – yeah, offensive tackle is not a deep position either, but um, we'll get that in a second. Um, any thoughts on on prospects for this or uh... um, a guy that I've seen on Twitter a lot, kind of as like a pie in the sky pick for the Browns at seventy four, and actually a guy that Brugler has him mocked to right now, um, Gervin Dexter. Okay, yeah, he was he was on there. He was he was the guy I was like I don't know if he's gonna be there he, he's like right on the ledge of three so yeah he's definitely yeah. a talented guy they have him they have a mock to him at seventy four so um, obviously you're not gonna have any ideas right. what direction teams are gonna go between thirty three and seventy two so mm-hmm. seventy three so like he could be gone he could be there you never know he's he's a Based on the mocks, he's very, um, he's very raw. He's, but he's six six three ten. So like, if you want a guy to rush the quarter, if you want a guy in Joe Burrow's face, it's a guy that's six six three ten. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's from um, Florida, right? Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, he was definitely a name I wa- I was looking at too. But um, yeah, definitely that's a good uh, good uh, pick there. Um, okay, going to edge rusher. Uh, my favorite guy, you might be my favorite guy of any position um, that the Browns could be in position for, is I'm Isaiah McGuire, um, Missouri. Um, he has great size and length, uh, uh, athletic guy, um, so fitting in the mold of what uh, Andrew Berry loves. Uh, he's strong. Um, it's it just... Uh, he has uh, he he wins to the quarterback uh, in multiple ways, which is very exciting to watch when, especially in college, because usually you win on talent. But if you have uh, multiple ways of getting to the quarterback, that's kind of fun to watch. So, yeah, um, Isaiah McGuire would be my guy 
there. Um, he was mocked, uh, according to Dave Ruler Athletic, uh, third or fourth round. So definitely in yeah, the range there. I'm looking at a different mock right now from, I guess, Pro Football Network, whatever that is. They have him at 97, yeah. right before us, going to Washington. Yeah. Um, then we take Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. Yeah, I was Defensive looking at tackle. that too. See, the, um, the, the one thing about Carl Brooks I was looking at um, is he's not very athletic. Like, he kind of struggled during his athletic testing. And yeah. Andrew Barry is <laughs> – there's, there's a Spark few scores. Things, yeah, there's a few things that you can really look at. And if, like, the – Low spark score is a nope. Right. The relatively athletic score or whatever is um, below, I believe, like – I think it's like eight. It's yeah. uh, it's not a it's not a huge chance of him taking him, especially kind of earlier in the draft. So yeah, um, but who knows? Um, Brugler's mock for the Browns at ninety eight is Yaya Dot Diaby. Uh, he's actually on my list. <laughs> he, uh, a, a good transition here. So Yaya Diaby uh, from Louisville, Nick Hampton from Appalachian State. Uh, Nick Herbig uh, from Wisconsin, Tuli Tui, I'm not gonna Tuli. Let's just say Tuli from USC. Um, he's he's another guy. Uh, Zach Harrison from Ohio State. Um, so Ohio State guys will know him well. Um, and then Derek Hall from Auburn. Um, would be. So Edge Washer is definitely the deeper of the three top three needs in terms of my rankings. Yeah, there's so, going to be guys available to him in the second, third, fourth rounds. Yeah, so I would – we'll get to our predictions later, but I, I think uh, Ed Rusher might be uh, might be the pick there. But um, <clears throat> So uh, any any other further thoughts on Ed Rusher? Or? No. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't think I have any other thoughts really. Um, yeah. There's – you, you you've done more research into it than I have, but <laughs> but again, it's hard to it's hard to kind of know what what's going to go on here. Uh, Brugler has him going eighty eight. Uh, McGuire going eighty eight to the Jags. By the way, um, so yeah. Oh, and I just saw that name you were talking about. <laughs> oh, good lord, Tui Polotu. Tui Polotu. I'm going to go with Tui Polotu. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah, I tried it. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to butcher this kid's <laughs> name, especially especially if he gets drafted by the Browns. I don't want to be butchering his name. So hopefully, he has a nickname. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, okay. In the last position, uh, I said offensive tackle. So I'll go over those. As I said, it is not a very good group. Um, there's like a top. I think it's top three. And then it really falls off. Um, uh, but as the Browns are, as we kind of, as I talked about during the rankings of our of the needs, we don't really need a starter right now. So we're kind of going with traits, especially with um, with the coach we have at offensive te- uh, offensive line. We you can kind of get a project and hope the coach can uh, kind of mold him. So uh, that's why I'm going to pick Blake Freeland of BYU. Um, he's mocked around fifth round, uh, according to Dane Brugler. He is 6'8", <laughs> six, 6'8", with uh, great athleticism, and he can, he can man, some of his video, like, he's just, he's just plowing dudes over. So yeah, he's a, he's a fun guy. It's, it's just uh, he's definitely a work in, pro, work in, pro, uh, work in progress. Um, he has uh, some problems with, like, technique and – Especially at six eight, it's kind of you see him leaning a little bit and standing too tall. So mm-hmm. definitely things you, he needs to improve on. So, but I think just that raw raw athleticism would be kind of ideal for um, um, uh, the coach to kind of work work through and uh, see if he can be a starter down the road. Um, that's what that's what I'm only looking for in the offensive tackle right now. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that and that's what Callahan does best. He takes yeah. takes guys with tools and molds yeah. them into players that can use those tools. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, two other ones are uh, Wayna uh, uh, Morris from Oklahoma and then Nick Saldaveri from Old Dominion. Um, 
two guys on there. But yeah, as I said, it is not a deep group. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they find somebody at their at whatever pick they have that's a value. Um, because it's not a it's not a great group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was looking for the first uh, tackle that Brugler had m- mocked to us. It is at two twenty nine. It's a guy from Northern Michigan. <laughs> I did not have film on Northern Michigan. <laughs> uh, no, no one does. <laughs> Correct. Central Michigan doesn't even have that. Hard to find these things on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, his name is Jake Witt. Jake Witt. Okay. Um, yeah. So. That's just some of the names you can kind of – you'll see later in the week I'm going to have a post um, kind of giving more names on uh, just beyond these positions, uh, kind of the bigger need positions we have on the roster. So take a look for that. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be – it's hard. It's It hard. Tur- tur- turns out Jake Witt has only played one se- one college football season. Oh, really? Is he he played player? basketball. Uh, I knew it. And then went and played – tackle for one year and he says he, <laughs> like Brugler says he has a ton of athletic upside. It's funny offensive tackles you could either find there's either basketball on their feet in their past or or a tight end in their past. <laughs> yeah. There's something there's some little inkling on that um, so I'm not shocked by that. Uh, that is funny. <laughs> um, okay so the last kind of thing to wrap this up uh, we kind of let's go do our two predictions. It could be anything about the Browns or the draft. Um, two predictions you have. Um, do you have one, or you want me to go first? Um, something stupid's going to happen with the quarterbacks. Some okay. Obviously, that's a very vague, <laughs> that a very vague and subjective, <laughs> vague and subjective. It is both. But also, also a yearly tradition. <laughs> Something stupid happens with the, with the like the the precipitous co- collision fall of of CJ uh, Stroud. Stroud it's gonna has be, been something over the last seven days. It's going to be ridiculous if if I see Levis leave or yeah Levis ta- uh, taking at this rate. I would expect game. both Levis and. And Richardson to go before him. Like, that's kind of how everyone is talking. You know what? It's funny, though. Like, they talk about, oh, Levis is such a, like, an under, like he has all the tools. But he's 24. He's going to be 24 when the season starts. He's old. <laughs> like, I mean, Baker was about that old. but Right. But, like, but Baker was, like, he, he was, like, more mature and is not mature, but uh, it mature more, is certainly a word. Yeah, no, more uh, developed. <laughs> That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Developed. Mature is a word that you could use to describe Baker Mayfield. <laughs> it's game. It is a word <laughs> in the dictionary. <laughs> that was the wrong word there. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'll go. Uh, my first prediction I think the Browns will draft an edge rusher with one of their first. Uh, two picks. Um, so I, I would agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they they have two picks in the third round, right? Yeah, seventy four and ninety eight. I don't think they get to the fourth round without picking a. I don't think they get through the third round without picking a running back. Okay, okay, I can see that. I, I don't think they're going to take one at two because I think there's going to be better players available at the time. But mm-hmm. I don't think they get to the fourth without taking a running back. Okay. Because I think I they're going to see the need in the offense. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you want to have you don't, just you don't right. You don't want Nick Chubb goes down. If Nick Chubb goes down, you don't want to have just Jerome Ford out there. Right, and you obviously don't want to run him into the ground either. Yeah. Right. Like he's been getting a lot of carries, but he's been getting far fewer carries than some of the guys that are competing around him for rushing titles. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, uh, so my last one would be um, I, I. This is kind of a, a bunch of like, kind of put together here. So um, I don't think they'll make eight selections. And no, I think- I, I, we we talked about this beforehand. I, there's no there's no space on the roster for eight right. draft picks. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll trade for a player, a a current player. That'll be my prediction. 
Yeah, I could see them using a fourth round pick to get someone. Um, yeah. I don't know who it would be. And obviously, know. I mean, values for players and picks are all kinds of screwy right now. Right, I know. You can get a starting wide receiver for a fourth rounder. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Aaron Rodgers is worth five picks at this point in his career. Right, yeah. Or however so, many it was. Yeah, it's very wonky. But um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a boring first day, but uh, beyond that, it's gonna be a fun, uh, busy weekend for the Browns. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, I'm going to miss the first. This, I'm gonna miss the Browns' first three picks because I will be at a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I, I God intended. <laughs> I'm gonna be getting updates on my phone, and that's gonna be it. Actually, I might not even get that. I might be on camera duty. <laughs> I might so find out who they drafted the next morning. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have fun there. Uh, is it in Carolina? It's in Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, oh. are you going to the new stadium? Oh, yeah. Falcons? Oh, yeah. nice. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't um, been there yet, so it'll be cool. I know. Yeah, it looks cool. So. Well, you I almost I almost got cheap tickets to go down there to see the Browns play their last, last season, but I, I think in the end I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a not fun game to Ooh, attend. No, it started out fun, but no, yeah, did not end well. No, uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll be back. Uh, we were talking about it somewhere uh, end of next weekend. Um, so stay tuned on that and we'll recap what happened uh, with the draft and with the Browns. But um, yeah, this is another Duffy FMI Browns cast with uh, Joe and Taylor. Uh, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time. Hello and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.